Ready, set, go. Hi. Hello and welcome back to the Homegrown Filmmaking Podcast. This is the second episode ever, and today's topic is storytelling. So, we'll, we'll start with the history of storytelling. Uh, storytelling is ancient and doesn't really have a finite starting point in history. Most people reference storytelling in the old cave paintings earlier than thousands of years before Christ, and even before spoken language, for sure. But who really knows? Stories have been communicated uh, among humans as long as humans have existed, really. Cave paintings turn into spoken stories within a tribe or community. Music, dance, then they're transcribed on a paper through writing. Then the printing press gets invented. Books, newspapers, magazines are everywhere. Then cameras, photos, film, television, movies. Then the internet, the world's largest medium of communication today, everyone's on it all the time. In just the past 200 years, communication mediums and the ways we tell story or communicate or anything has increased more rapidly than any other time period previous. And storytelling is so prevalent in almost every culture on earth that it's nearly impossible to hear or see every story that's ever been told or heard, seen, or anything. That's every book, movie, any literature, music, art, and everything. And stories don't even need words, oddly enough. Dance, music, and photography, they don't, they don't need words. In the 1870s, a Czech composer by the name of Bedrick Smetna wrote a series of six symphonic poems about where he was from called My Homeland. These are essentially just songs without words, obviously, that describe places such as a castle, forests, and a river, which is what you're hearing now. Uh, this one is the second song in the series titled The Moldau, and it describes a river through something called tone painting, and it's used to paint a picture using the music to tell a story of the river and everything else from Smetna's homeland throughout the series. I took a screenwriting class one semester a year ago and essentially we had to write a feature-length screenplay that was around 90 pages long. And 90 pages seems like a lot to write, but each type page should equal out to about one minute of screen time. But nevertheless, it was much more difficult than I had thought originally, not because of the length, but because I had to create a fully developed story from beginning to end which was way harder than I had imagined at the beginning. Just deciding on what story I wanted to tell was hard enough. It started out one way and changed a few times throughout the semester, and then I kind of got stuck and just completely changed it up. All in all, it ended up being about these twins that had to hunt down their mom that faked her death when they were children, who turned out to be a cult leader, and then their mom tries to make him join up her cult who worships Cthulhu of all people and then everything goes downhill as a hurricane blows over them 
and people die and people escape and there was really nothing at stake. Garbage is what it was and I'm glad it was bad actually. Because overall the whole class was dedicated to writing one just decent screenplay. uh, One structured story that fit the three act structure and what I got out of it was a lesson in what not to do when writing a story. And that's how you transition topics. So, story structure. There are different kinds of story structures in all forms of storytelling, but one of the main structures in movies is the three-act story structure. It's used in almost every feature film because it's relatively easy to follow, and there are tons of examples to follow since it is used so much. This is my simplified version of three-act story structure. Act 1. Act 1 starts off with what's called the status quo, or what normally happens in whatever world your story takes place. You begin introducing your main character, and maybe a few other characters that will play a part in your film, supporting characters and whatnot, locations where things usually happen, just the norm. Then, the catalyst happens, something occurs that doesn't normally happen to, or around the main character that changes their normal daily path into a new path, which will be what your story is about, whether it's as simple as the main character meeting a new person, their whole family could be burnt up in a house, they get stuck into an alternate dimension, or they find out they have a stain on their shirt. Go nuts. Act 1 sets up the exposition and background information so that the audience can watch what happens next throughout the film without being confused or wondering what's going on. It also sets the tone for the movie and creates expectations for the audience of what will happen. If a movie starts out with people being killed left and right, we get the feeling that other people will possibly die in this movie, and we accept that. It's okay. If the movie starts out with zero death or even harm to anything, and we have positive vibes, the audience probably won't expect impending doom, and if it does happen, they will be even more shocked because it wasn't set up that way. Set boundaries for what is and is not going to be possible in your movie from the start. Act two. Act two is usually the longest act of the three. It's the meat and cheese in between surrounding bread pieces, acts one and three. It's usually easy for a writer to break act two into two parts since it is so long and so much happens within the act two timeframe. After the catalyst happens, The main character is now in a new world, or at least in a different place than they were during the status quo. In the first part of Act 2, the main character starts exploring their new world. This doesn't have to be a literal new world, but it can be if that's the story. From here we have rising action, where the main character starts working towards their journey. There's not much at stake at this point, they meet new characters, subplots form, maybe a love interest, and we start learning more about the main character's overall goals. The main character must have a goal and they will either succeed or fail by the end of the movie. Act 2 is the journey from the realization of the goal right up to the point of completion or non-completion of that goal. Next is the midpoint and it's right in the middle of Act 2. The midpoint is when something changes yet again, usually the character has a huge success or a huge failure resulting in a large dynamic story shift. This can also be a point of no return since the first part of Act 2 was just testing the waters of the main character's new world, but now, after the midpoint, 
Afterwards, now in the second part of Act 2, there is even more conflict happening and stakes get raised. Shit gets real. The bad guys come back stronger, the loving couple gets into a huge fight and are no longer talking, the main character's mentor dies, like Kenobi, or something that leaves the main character defeated or that separates them from getting to their goal as planned. Now the main character is at an all-time low, nothing will work for them, they will never love again, their family disowned them. It's a short moment and ends with a good pep talk from a fellow friend or something like that. Then the main character has the grand revolution of how they will reach their goal despite the odds against them. This plot point happens right before the beginning of Act 3. Act 3. Act 3 is the last and the shortest act of the film. It's when all the conflict and tension are at the highest and there's a lot at stake. The climax takes place during this act and is what everything in the movie has been leading up to. Will the main character complete their goal or will they fail and why slash how? This is always a good time for the evil bad guy to say his lengthy monologue revealing all of his plans just so the main protagonist can jump out and say, how about not? And then proceed to some ass kicking. So make it good. Don't set up a movie full of tension just to say, okay, it's over now. There needs to be satisfaction, but the satisfaction needs to be earned by the main character so it feels sincere to the audience. After the climax comes the resolution, and all it does is say, what happens now? The movie has happened, and what's different now because of these recent events? Where the main character is in Act 1 should be different from where they end up in Act 3. Make it big or small as long as it's believable. Just wrap up the loose ends. Now, how about not using three-act story structure? What? You just explain this structural story system to write a great screenplay and then you suggest not using it at all? Y yeah. Some people say that you don't need to use the three-act formula because it's so overdone, it's predictable, and you're just becoming a part of the system. This could be true, but stories need some kind of structure even if you make it up on your own. As Darius Britt says, Structure is kind of like a skeleton. There are 7.5 billion people on this planet, and we all have skeletons, yet we're all different. Except twins. Twins are like sequels of each other. Regardless of structure, you will still need to have a good story in mind. Having structure is almost second to having a good story that has round characters with an emotional connection, a good plot, theme, conflict, high stakes, and change. Change is one of the most essential things of a good story, so I'll leave you with something by Mark Twain, a pretty good storyteller. He says his first rule of writing is that a tale shall accomplish something and arrive somewhere. Thanks for listening. If you are interested in more homegrown filmmaking stuff, go over to YouTube and search for me. I'm also on Twitter and Instagram. Thanks.